2: Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Rocks Pile Rockies Report, brought to you by Rockspile.com. My name is Kevin Henry, one of the Psycho Experts, joined as always by dear friend and fellow Psycho Expert for Rockspile.com, Noah Yingling. Hey Noah, how is Ohio today? It is a lot cooler than Colorado is. Now, that's not saying
0: much, it, but it is cooler well, than Colorado.
2: Well, and, and I will say I went down, and we're recording this on Friday afternoon, I went down to uh, Lodo and the convention center today, picked up the credentials for the All-Star game, as well as did a little walking around to kind of see what downtown Denver was looking like, uh, the Colorado convention center with the uh, exhibit going on there. Uh, big kudos to them for that. Uh, but no, one thing that really struck me walking around, you know, and and I know you're not really going to have much of a reference on this, so I'm just going to kind of ramble for a minute here is the fact that, uh, I took the train in, uh, I live in Northern Colorado. So I took the train into downtown was an easy process. Very few people on the train today, uh, got off at union station, walked up to Coors field and walked over to the uh, convention center. And, and I will say of the recent times that I've been there. And going back to even when COVID first hit and things kind of shut down in downtown Denver, uh, Denver's done a really remarkable job of cleaning itself up. And and that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I will say uh, you can tell that they are going to be on their best behavior and really put their best foot forward uh, for uh, the All-Star Game and everybody coming in. Uh, the big thing that I noticed, and if you've been to Denver, you know the 16th Street Mall, you know that there are times that that can get a little – shall we say dicey uh, times that it maybe has a little trash uh, floating around there. Uh, some of the, the uh, homeless are there and, and uh, have some um, interesting conversations. I experienced none of that this morning while I was walking back from the convention center all the way to union station, which is a pretty good hike, but uh, it, it it had a different feel to it today. And at least no matter how bad it is, at
0: least, and now I, I haven't personally experienced that, but um New Orleans and Chicago are always uh, oh, yeah. some interesting spots. Yeah,
2: that's true. Very good point. And the 16th Street Mall can rival it at times. Uh, but but you can tell that Denver is working to make sure that it looks like the uh, jewel of the city that that those of us who live in Colorado know that it is. Uh, but Noah, there's, it's not just clean downtown. It's also there's a buzz downtown too. And you can tell that there's some energy with the All-Star Game. Uh, everywhere you look, there's either a banner. Of course, we've seen the Nolan Arenado banner outside Coors, and we've talked about that. Uh, there's things on the sidewalk talking about the All-Star game. There's a brand-new mural going up across the street from Coors Field uh, celebrating some uh, baseball greats, including Larry Walker, which was cool to see. Uh, but but there's there's a lot of things happening that give it that baseball feel, at least for now through Tuesday.
0: Yeah, and that's – uh, it's it's going to be Denver's time to shine as a baseball city, at least for a few days until coverage turns back to the Broncos, even well. though they stink. Uh, <laughs> but where does that sound familiar to me? It sounds familiar to Cleveland um, <laughs> where like, for example, with the Indians now granted they uh, they've had a rough stretch here in the past two weeks or so. Part of it is they have no offense. Where does that sound familiar? Um, but even prior to the pandemic, they, they wouldn't draw anybody attendance-wise. And now every single MLB stadium is at 100% capacity. And the Indians draw paid attendance of 10, 12,000 people. Yep. There's a reason why the stadium, it used to be like 42,000 people. They keep shrinking it every year. They do that in the stadiums where they don't draw much. They do that in Oakland. They don't even open up the upper deck now. There in Oakland, Nope, you're right. Tampa, same thing. And guess what? They're trying to uh, Oakland's move, uh, hoping to move, and Tampa's open to move. Cleveland, if it wasn't for their stadium, they'd be trying to move.
2: Sure, because they've got a decent stadium. They do, and it's a great, uh, great location there uh, in Cleveland. Uh, you know, and, and part of the revival of that downtown area was. And I'm, I'm always going to call it the Jake. I mean, you just yeah. can't not call it the Jake. So uh, but one thing that I, I just want to throw out there, uh, Noah, is the fact that playball uh, play ball park, which is what's going on at the convention center right now uh, this morning, I showed up around 10 o'clock, which was when it opened. Uh, and I was surprised how many people were in line at 10 o'clock on a Friday morning uh, to get into this thing. And it wasn't just Rockies fans, you know. I I overheard several people uh, who had come into town specifically for this. So that whole economic impact that you hear about so often, uh, w- we saw it firsthand this morning. Of course, those people have to stay somewhere. They've got to eat somewhere. They're going to spend money on souvenirs. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting to actually see all these things that we say. Well, what will happen? post-pandemic. Will people still travel? Will people come in for the all-star game? And I think we're going to have a completely packed house and a real party atmosphere there in Lodo on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, and I think you're going to have it on Sunday, and I think you're going to have it on Monday too. Part of it is people are sick and tired of being in their homes, and they have been for a while now. So they want to travel, and not to mention Denver – is a pretty nice area, in Colorado is in general. So people, uh, what is Colorado known for? Outdoors, hiking, mountains. And people want to do that now. They do. So even if they aren't in town, they may want to go to Rocky Mountain National Park or to Pikes Peak down there in Colorado Springs. You're dropping the Colorado knowledge. Very impressive. I tell well, I, I mean, I've done plenty of research in... Numerous years. I mean, also, too, I've watched every single episode of Homicide Hunter, which takes place in Colorado Springs, hence the, well, my, my, my. So,
2: but. The famous uh, gift, yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> but also, too, I just love geography, which is one of my many interests. But people are looking forward to that. And it's not like Coors Field is a dump like Tropicana Field or whatever they call the Oakland Coliseum now. They've changed names on that 50 times. And that might be a conservative estimate. Um, So people are wanting to get out there more and not to mention, too, I mean, as we saw with credentials and all that. I mean, there's a ton of people that want to come there to cover the activities. And part of it is because of Shohei Mm Otani and the Asian media. But I mean, there's tons of people that would love to be there. I mean, if Coors Field had a capacity of 120,000 people, and if they had a press box the size of uh, Coors Field,
2: (laughs) it would be full. (laughs) <laughs> it would, it would. And, and it's a great point about Otani because right now he's, he's not only the darling here of American baseball fans, as you mentioned, uh, you know, speaking with the, the Rockies PR team and kind of what they were hearing from MLB as we move toward this all-star game, there is going to be a massive amount of uh, media from outside the United States coming in to focus on Otani and especially him being in the home run derby very possibly hitting and pitching in the all-star game. You know, this is going to be like the Otani uh, show. It really is for lack of a better term. And, and I think everybody's okay with that because he's such an exciting player right now.
0: Well, and also too, I mean, he's from Japan, but also on the pitching front, Seattle, they have a ton of Japanese media and Asian Absolutely. media. And they have, you say, Kikuchi, from Japan, who is going to be an all-star. So that's even more incentive for the Asian media to be there. And so, I mean, you have, I mean, there's probably 10, 12 countries where people are coming from, if not more, just for the media, let alone fans. So it's, it's really a worldwide thing of, especially because the NBA has been kind of, uh restrictive on their stuff with the playoffs the nba hasn't really done much and even the nhl has been kind of restrictive because yeah. both the nba and nhl are inside it's really the first big event it's a great point that everyone can go to 100 percent capacity in the last close to 18 months
2: Well, and, you know, you and I were talking before we came on the air about the Blake Street Tavern and all these restaurants around Coors. We're going to have an article about that on the site with some recommendations this weekend. Uh, But I think people are going to come downtown just to be a part of the whole atmosphere of this. And, you know, there's a joke going around right now on social media about should we stand outside the stadium somewhere in case Otani hits one that far? First of all, he won't. But but second of all, the fact that that's even being discussed you know, and and people are, that, that's a topic of conversation. You know, how far could one be hit, uh, which is going to get us into another conversation I want to have after our break. Uh, but it's really been very interesting to see just the people, as you said, Denver's open. You know, uh, we, we have done an excellent job here in the state of Colorado about vaccinations. There's a lot, of, while the Delta variant is out there, there's a lot of people who are ready to, celebrate the fact that we can all be together and watch what's going to be an incredible baseball game, a home run Derby, a futures game, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, my God, Anthony Mackie and the Miz are both going to be in the celebrity softball game. And I, if that doesn't get your heart pumping, I don't know what's going on to, man.
0: And there's a lot of other people too, that in the original announcement that were announced, um, but just yesterday meaning Thursday, um, Von Miller is going to be in it Will Barton is going to be in it um, a, a few other Broncos People with the Avalanche and a few Thank other you. Celebrities that are going to be Part of it as well So that's going to be a big event And obviously the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game uh, The Futures Game I Just, I mean Even just visiting some of the other things there Like the Ballpark Museum yeah. They're going to be damn packed.
2: Yeah, and uh, tomorrow morning, I'll be downtown. The uh, 52 Mickey Mantle card is being delivered by Armored Car to be part of the Hall of Legends exhibit uh, at what will be the new uh, Rally Hotel uh, there at McGregor Square. Uh, It'll be a brand new thing uh, going up there. So that starts tomorrow, and people are going to be, you know, and I know Rockies fans are rolling their eyes, but I will tell you, McGregor square is drawing people down there. It was packed today. Whenever I walked through there, just people wanting to see it. What does it look like, you know, and, and with the restaurants and the tattered uh, cover bookstore and everything else there, there's things for people to do right next to Coors. And that's, that's not a bad thing. And not
0: to mention too, I mean, it's not going to be right at Coors or in McGregor square, but the MLB draft that's going to be taking place Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. Um, I kind of wish there was more rounds to it, especially since there was only five last year. Previously, they had done forty rounds, and then um, this year it's going to be twenty, I believe. But there's always those diamonds in the rough in the draft. I mean, if there was five rounds or twenty rounds, oh, we wouldn't have Mike Piazza in the Hall of Fame. That's exactly right. He was drafted in what the sixty-second round as a favor to his dad because his godfather was Tommy Lasorda.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Great story. It really is. You know, and our friend Nick Groke had had an interesting story today in The Athletic talking about uh, Scott Oberg being a 15th round selection out of the University of Connecticut. And Oberg had turned off the draft. Uh, He wasn't even watching whenever he got drafted because he just got so bored with watching the later rounds. So hey uh i'll tell you what so all-star game stuff lots to talk about we're going to have some audio uh from all-star game we're going to be down there covering it uh there's gonna be a lot of things happening so make sure you're checking out the site but when we get back let's stick with the all-star game thought process and let's talk about the hot takes that are already coming in about denver and the all-star game this is the rocks file rockies report and we are back on the Rocks Power Rockies Report. Kevin Henry with Noah Yingling. And Noah, I don't know if you've ever heard this. And, and I hope that you're sitting down. It looks to me as I look at you right now that you are. But Denver is at a mile high. So Denver is at altitude. Whoa. And, and according to media sources already, they are playing on the moon or Jupiter or pick your celestial body uh, that, that Coors Field is already on. So, yes, Shohei Otani will hit a ball 700 feet, uh, you know, in the home run derby, and it's going to be a 22 to 21 slugfest. You know, just just get ready because that's that's already the narratives that we're hearing is, oh, my God, the game's at Coors. Get ready for the explosive hits and everything else. You know, I hate to say this. I remember watching an all-star game in 2019, and I believe that was in a, a city that you're familiar with. And there were right. some far hit balls in that one, too. Uh, when you get good players being thrown meatball pitches, it, you know, they're going to crush it over 500 feet, whether, whether you're in Denver or Cleveland or Seattle.
0: Now, with that All Star game, I, mean, I think it was a four to three score. But I mean, they were still, especially in the home run derby, when you're getting thrown pitches that are 55 miles an hour right down the middle, <laughs> you're going to be able to hit them a long way wherever. Especially if you are some of the best home run hitters in the entire uh, in the entire world, Um, but you would think, considering that there's the Coors narrative, you would think we would see signs of extraterrestrial life at Coors Field. That's my best ancient aliens voice right there. Of course, yep. (laughs) So I mean, with all the extraterrestrial life in Colorado considering apparently you guys are on the moon or wh- whatever planet. I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, some of the people you might think are extraterrestrial life, <laughs> um, but it's, it's not going and maybe with the home run Derby, it'll be a little bit more since there's not the humidor, right. but, and maybe even a little bit more in the all-star game, more than a four to three game or something like that. But, it is the world's best pitchers and the world's best hitters, but still the pitchers throwing said ball. And if the Rockies at least are any um, form of looking at pitching, every single one of them is actually pitching better at Coors this year, which is something that we'll probably dive into here soon on the site is, is Coors field actually a pitcher's park?
2: You know, I'm really glad you said that because that's one thing that has kind of made me chuckle on the inside is, you know, and, and I, uh, I saw the Fox sports, uh, you know, uh, oh my God, they play at altitude, you know, the whole minute of just basic Coors isms today is the, the preview for the all-star game. And I'm like, did they even watch the week that was before that when the Cardinals and pirates were in town and the scores that came out of that game and Herman Marquez nearly throwing a no hitter, You know, there are, yes, there are Coors games. Okay, absolutely. But as you just said, this is a pitching staff for the Rockies that has figured out how to minimize those nights at Coors Field. And this last week with the Cardinals and Pirates scores, it's proof that, as you said, Coors Field could be a pitcher's park. I hate to say it.
0: And the thing is, too, I mean, the people that are, uh, I'll be quite frank, ignorant about the Rockies And Coors Field because they don't watch them. And and that's, Fox doesn't watch them. I mean, uh, there's more of a chance to watch them at Coors Field than on the road because they're almost unwatchable on the road. But I mean, they aren't watching them. But the people that do would be citing uh, 1998. Oh, there was the highest uh, scoring All Star game ever. It was 13 to 8. Guess what? There was no humidor there. Guess what? That was uh, 23 years ago now. I was just born a few months before that. I mean, it's it's a fairly long time ago. And guess what? When the game was played at Nationals Park in 2018, they weren't getting, oh, Nationals Park. It's an eight to six game, so it it must be Nationals Park. No, it's a matter of whether pitchers pitch well or not. Right. Right. (laughs) it's not that it's really there's not that much of a difference
2: no and and, you know like you said it's the best hitters in the game but they're not gonna it's not like the nba all-star game where people don't play for three and a half quarters and they care about in the final stretch you know it's not like a guy's going to groove one down the middle just because he likes the guy who's at bat you know there's actually something at play now for these guys to actually care about the all-star game as we well know you know, and and so I think that that's made it. it yes, it's an exhibition game, but it's also not going to be one of those. I, I just don't see it going to be a, a 1998 score. I just don't. Um, and maybe you know we'll play this back and it'll be old takes exposed or whatever. But I I really think that what we see in the last week at Coors is what you're going to see in the All Star game, and you could have a four to three game. It could be that that ninth inning is really going to come down to. It. You know, not you need nine runs to score. And by the way, Noah, if I remember right, there was a great comeback that happened last night at Petco Park in the ninth inning Yep. or, or late in the game. So, you know, can't late inning craziness happen anywhere? It doesn't just have to be a Coors game.
0: Like I said, and this might come to a shock to a lot of people. So we may have to issue a trigger warning on this podcast.
2: <laughs> we might.
0: It comes down to whether you pitch well or not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's not, that, it's not that difficult of a concept. But also, too, now, granted, their previous stadium was a little bit more hitter-friendly, but I'll give you this piece of trivia. July, uh, July 14, 1992 was okay. the second-highest-scoring All-Star game in MLB history at the time, I believe it was the highest because the highest is Coors field 98. Where is that game held?
2: Um, okay. I'm going to, I don't know. So I'm going to guess, cause we've been talking Petco. So I'm going to go Jack Murphy. And you would be correct. Oh, look at that. See no
0: Google. And guess what? People weren't screaming. Oh, it's just San Diego. It's a hitter's park. No, the pitching stunk. That's why <laughs> I mean, it's really not that difficult.
2: Well, and I, and, and I want to make this very clear and, and Noah, you know, disagree with me if you want, but I'm all for the Coors takes whenever Monday comes and the home run derby. I absolutely, I'm going to embrace the madness. And, and as we've been saying on Twitter, Use metal bats, you know, do whatever you want in in the home run derby. Who cares? You know, Uh, go crazy with it. But when Tuesday comes, if it's a low scoring game, does that help the Rockies narrative? Or if it's a high scoring game, will people actually look back and go, wait a minute, it's a 12 to 11 all-star game, but yet the Rockies pitchers are holding teams to one hit or, you know, no runs or very few runs. And will that maybe get a little bit of something going outside the mountain time zone? I don't know.
0: No, it won't. (laughs) Because it forces people to talk about stuff that they don't understand. Yep. And frankly, stuff they don't care about because I mean, I, I heard this on a broadcast recently Um, It was either a broadcast or a radio show. I think it was a broadcast, but it was a blowout game, so they were talking about other stuff not necessarily involving the game. Who do you think is the least hated team in all of baseball? Is it the Rockies? The broadcasters are contending it would be the Rockies.
2: Because nobody cares.
0: Yeah, because nobody cares. All right. And... What is their natural rival? I would say either the Padres or Dodgers. And both teams are leaps and bounds, not even in the same state better than the Rockies. So it's really not a rivalry. And the other team that uh, they were saying was the Diamondbacks. Part of it is because they're so bad. But they at least won a World Series 20 years ago. Rockies have done what? Nothing. October. Other than that. Yeah. They went to the World Series once, and since 2009, they've won one playoff game. Since 2007, they've won two. It's not like they're doing anything to, oh, well, the Dodgers, okay, they've won the NL West uh, how many ever years in a row and gone to the World Series, and or the Astros, they've gone to the World Series so many times, or everybody hates the Yankees because. They're the Yankees, but the Rockies don't. They don't have that because part of it is they aren't on the East Coast. Yep. Part of it is people don't understand altitude. Right. And part of it is the Rockies have done jack squat. So why should other people outside of the Mountain Time Zone care about the Rockies?
2: I mean, it's, it's it's harsh, but it's true. It is. One thing that was really – that stood out to me today while I was at Playball Park there at the Colorado Convention Center, um, there's a lot of Trevor Story stuff there. There's a lot of pictures of Trevor Story. Uh, Trevor Story is actually one of the faces that greets you whenever you get off at Union Station and are walking through. If you're flying into Denver, you will hear Trevor Story on the train uh, welcoming you to Denver and the All-Star Game and everything else. And I sat there and I went, so this is the face of the Rockies. Now there was some Charlie Blackman scattered about, don't get me wrong, but those were your two big Rockies representatives of the whole thing. And I sat here and I went, Trevor Story may not, may underlined, may not be with them past the trade deadline, you know, and all of a sudden you're really losing a face as far as MLB is concerned with the Rockies. So you're right. It does go back to what is their significance in the whole uh, MLB landscape.
0: Yeah. And honestly, after July 30th, because the deadlines on the 30th this year, not the 31st. Right. How many people are going to be talking about the Rockies? It's going people to die over the Rockies. That's it. Yeah.
2: yeah. When August 1st gets here, it's going to be quiet and it will be Bronco season officially. You're, you're absolutely right. You're hearing yeah. Denver. It will. And it would be more talk if the Rockies
0: were in contention or if, oh, we're going to decide to hire a GM before the end of the season, or we're going to conduct a search before the end of the season, but they aren't doing that. They aren't going to be in contention. They'll likely trade at least some of their best players. So, and if they don't, there might actually be more talk of, and, yep. and among the other 29 teams nationally of, pardon my French, but what the hell are the Rockies doing again? Yep. <laughs> and that, oh. that's, that's going to be the extent of the conversation. Uh, either nothing or what the hell are the Rockies
2: doing again? Well, here, here's what I know is that let's embrace this all-star game. Let's embrace this time when when the eyes of the baseball world are on Denver. You know, it sounds cliche, but because after this, and as you said, after the All Star break, I'm going to guarantee you the eyes go quickly somewhere else. Correct.
0: It's it's going to be trade talk for the next few weeks after, and it will be Broncos after that, and then with the Broncos stuff, it'll be Nuggets stuff avalanche and they're at least for the next few years, honestly, there's not going to be much talk about the Rockies. No. Unless they do some kind of major splash like, Oh, we just hired Theo Epstein. Wow. Okay. The Rockies might be changing a little bit unless they have some kind of seismic shift. There's not going to be much change in the Rockies as a team. And there's not going to be much change and their coverage nationally it's it's really as simple as that
2: no it's a good point and and i agree with that completely uh you know i know obviously we're covering them every day with new stuff on the site you know i know that there will be some coverage out there but yeah it's gonna it's gonna drop off after august 1st so but noah we're going to have some good stuff here on rockspile.com, exclusive stuff, dare I use that word? Exclusive stuff from the All-Star game, exclusive talks with not only some Rockies, but also we're going to dive into the mindset of Denver with some other outside uh, folks. What do they really think about this whole altitude thing? Be very curious to get some thoughts and we're going to be sharing those with you here on the site.
0: Yeah, the, on the altitude and also too. I will be interested to hear their comments
2: on the front office Yep, and yep. what the Rockies are doing. Well, and here's a, just a little, little something for those of you who listen to the podcast uh, is that there will be a, a baseball writers association of America meeting on, I believe it's Tuesday. I believe it is. I believe it's the day of the all-star game. I will be there as a member of that. Uh, commissioner Manfred will be speaking at that meeting as uh, and so it'll be interesting to get a little state of the union uh, from commissioner Manfred. And who knows, we may even get a little, little something from him on this fine city of Denver. And of course we know, you know, the all-star game coming to Denver, that was not the original plan for this year. So uh, I think that'll be an interesting narrative to keep track of as well.
0: Yeah. And next year
2: it's going to be in LA, you know, where the stars shine. You know, nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Noah. Hey, appreciate all of you who listen to this. Noah, any final thoughts, man, before we wrap up? Any, uh, I would say bold All-Star Game stuff, but I know we're going to talk again on the podcast before the All-Star Game actually played.
0: One thing to watch out for in the next few days is the possible pitcher replacements and injury replacements on the rosters. At least by my count, there are going to be three of the, what is there? Eight starting pitchers on the National League roster that will be starting for their respective teams on Sunday. So uh, most likely there's going to be at least three replacements. um, And therefore that could mean, could, big underline, could mean that Marquez starts it for the Rockies and for the nationally.
2: Yeah. The way it's lining up, it's a possibility. And I mean, I think it would be really storybook wise. If Marquez does get the start, not only because he's the only Rockies guy as of right now, who's in it, but also uh, one thing that he has said multiple times is how important this is for Venezuela, how important this is for his home country. uh, And what a big party there's going to be in his uh, hometown, Uh, watching the all-star game so you know maybe that'd be a really cool angle to it as well we'll see
0: yeah and honestly it's gonna like I said it's gonna be a big thing not just for Venezuela and for him but it's gonna be a big thing for the world absolutely as I said it's it's essentially it's the first sporting event that is it's not just a single game between two teams but it's a league wide thing where it's hundred percent capacity and there's going to be tons of other people in the Denver area or who wanted to be in the, in the Denver area for the festivities. And it's because of the pandemic. It's because of, they just want to get out. Uh, and a lot of it though, still is, it's the Denver area. And there's a reason why people are flocking there
2: it's yep absolutely home prices keep rising here so does everything else so Noah, we will talk soon uh i will probably be in downtown denver the next time we do this and hopefully we'll have some special guests on with us absolutely all right hey rockies fans thanks to all of you for listening to us we appreciate it so much be sure you check out rockspile.com. noah has a really interesting article up there talking about why the rockies need to look outside for their next general manager I have thrown out a couple of ideas about what could happen if Ramon Marquez does start the All-Star Game. And we've also got some recommendations from Charlie Blackman on what to do in downtown Denver and the surrounding area if you're here for the All-Star Game. But with that, hey, Kevin Henry, Noah Yingling, signing off on the Rocks Power Rockies Report. And as always, go Rockies.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar.